specifically remember one of my grandma when she was like 20 or something and I sketched that portrait and that was like one of the first ones where I could kind of see like oh my god I'm actually getting close to like realism here. Welcome to the Lush Life Podcast. I'm your drinking companion, Susan Schwartz, and I bring you the how-to guide for living life one cocktail at a time. Thanks to my mother's love of martinis, the first words I spoke were shaken, not stirred, and I've been obsessed by cocktails ever since. Together, we'll learn from bartenders, brand ambassadors, distillers, and others why certain drinks are popular in certain cultures, how to make the perfect old-fashioned, when to shake and when to stir, and so much more. Hear that sound? It's time to cozy up to the bar and let the fun begin. Our guest today is not a bartender, distiller, or brand ambassador. But boy, does she make what they do look good. If it weren't for the kindness of the City of London's bar staff, Sarah Stoda might never have stayed here, but she did, and we are the lucky ones. But how did this Swede end up being London's most famous drinks illustrator? She was here to tell us. So I am from a little city in Sweden, the north of Sweden called Umeå and that's where I grew up. How far is that from Stockholm? It's about 650 kilometers. That's oh, so pretty far, really far. Yeah, so it's quite far up north. But Sweden's a long country so it's <clears throat> not even like halfway north mm-hmm. from Stockholm up to the very top. So yeah, um, that's where I grew up, that's where my parents still live. Um, but then I moved to Stockholm and um, I was about 19, 20. Um, and yeah, I lived there for a long time as well. Were you studying there? No, I went there for work. Um, so I've had a lot of jobs. <laughs> but that makes you interesting. Yeah. We've done a lot of things. Let's hope so, yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I started out as an assistant art director. And I was kind of hoping to keep doing that. But then the company I was working for couldn't afford to keep me on um so I was kind of looking for other jobs like that um but I ended up at MTV um working as like a an assistant there all right let's back up for a second yeah now because you are an illustrator (laughs) yeah now was and your your first job was as an art assistant art director yeah so was when did this passion of drawing start I think like, I've always been drawing. I can't really remember, like, a specific time that I started. It's just my dad was always painting, and he's he's really good. He doesn't do it anymore, unfortunately, but he's he was massively into oil paintings, um, which I never really got the... Like, I, I didn't understand oil painting. Like, it's not something I'm interested in, but I really liked the drawing bit. Um, so so pencil, of, pencil, yeah, pencil hand. drawings, hand-drawn, um, and I was just, that was like my hobby, that was what I was doing with my spare time. So I'm pretty much self-taught. I can kind of go back through my old sketchbooks and see kind of the development, and it's really cool to see like where I started from and to where I am now. 
like the massive difference and you know the whole like 10,000 hours of doing something right. um I think that actually is a thing <laughs> and I probably Malcolm have spent, well. yeah <laughs> probably have spent 10,000 hours doing that so yeah were you drawing outside <clears throat> or objects or people um I usually drew from pictures um so I'd find like old old photographs of my family or um yeah specifically remember one of my grandma when she was like 20 or something and I sketched that portrait and that was like one of the first ones where I could kind of see like oh my god I'm actually getting close to like realism here which is yeah quite cool was it hard to tear yourself away from drawing from photographs to drawing something in real life um no not really it's not that big of a difference I feel um but it's just more like it's more convenient to have a picture because it will always look the same. Whereas if mm -hmm. you're trying to draw, well, a person specifically, like they'll move or they'll like they're not they're not still. Um, so that's that's more of a challenge in that sense. But I mean, drawing is like you have the same technique for whatever you do, really. So yeah, it's pretty much the same. Mm -hmm. So when you became you know went for your first job and you were about to be an art director or assistant yeah. art director what kind of things would you have been I guess directing or art directing um so I was very much an assistant <laughs> I will have to stress <laughs> so it was other people doing like projects like um I can't really remember but you know packaging stuff or um just ad campaigns or things like that and I would probably just help out with whatever was needed really mm -hmm. um <clears throat> so it, that was more of like a period of learning different things and yeah not not so much being super creative myself <laughs> I felt like but um yeah it was still good a good like um stepping stone to other things yeah. and but then you found yourself at MTV yeah so that <laughs> happened <laughs> Um, and I was there for about two years and it was really fun, but it was, it was more kind of like I needed a job and that seemed fun to do. So I was kind of the, the talent escorts. I was sort of ushering around celebrities at like different events and, um, bringing fruit and water for like recordings and stuff like that there's so only so so much time you can spend doing that before yeah, you want to kill yourself exactly probably. then you're like right so this is my job <laughs> and were you missing drawing or were you always drawing anyway um, i think during that time i wasn't drawing so much um because that was quite full on that job um but uh yeah after a while i was like this isn't really what i want to be doing um, and I was uh, sitting in the chair at my hairdresser's and just talking to her about it and like, oh, I really need to like move on and do something else. And she was like, well, why don't you become a hairdresser? And I was like, yeah, why don't I become a hairdresser? That sounds really fun. Um, so I signed up for a hairdressing school like the next day and then I became a hairdresser. <laughs> How long was it before you were able to cut someone's hair? Ooh, um, confidently, I mean, should conf I say? Yeah, confidently, I would say it took. Uh, for me, it took a good like two years at least, because at the start, like it's very nerve wracking because you like it's someone's hair, like it's a personal thing, 
and I remember the first haircut took about three and a half hours. <laughs> was it a complicated haircut? <laughs> no, no, not at all. It's really simple, but like, yeah. It, it Hopefully, they were very time. patient while they, they were. The it's some very sweet people that came in to be <laughs> our little guinea pigs. Um, but yeah, and then yeah, but then things like moved on from there, and um, I really enjoyed it. It's, it's a really fun craft. Because there's so many like different elements to it, and I um, also studied um, to be a makeup artist. So I was doing both things, and for photo shoots, and I was part of the creative team at the salon where I worked as well. So that was like a big creative outlet for me, is just being able to do all of these different things and and being part of a team as well. It was quite fun because. It is quite a lonely job to be an illustrator or just be an artist by yourself. Like that's, it's just you. But being part of like a bigger team is quite fun as well. Mm -hmm. And was this always still in Sweden? Yeah, this is in Stockholm still. So what made you come over to London? So I, um, I I guess I'm not a very patient person. Like I I was doing hairdressing for uh, probably seven years. And by the end of it, I was like, well, this is quite monotonous. Like, if you do it full time, you it's, you know, the constant, like, meeting people every hour of every day, basically. It, to me, it became quite a lot because I'm not, I'm not, like, overly extroverted or, like, happy to sort of change who I am for whoever's in the chair, kind of, which is what a good hairdresser should do and does. Um and that just isn't my personality really so it became quite grating after a while um and i just felt like i needed a break so i decided like in sweden it's really really good because you're allowed to take a year off work and still be paid and still come back to the same job um if you want to go study or if you want to do something else so i took um some of that time to travel to italy um because i love italy you know like I've been there on holiday, but it's like, what if I could live there for a little bit? And I actually just looked at Google Images for the most beautiful place in Italy and found um, an image that I thought was just so beautiful. And it was the Amalfi Coast. And I was like, right, so that's where I'm going. Um, and I basically just packed up and booked myself a trip down there to study Italian. Um, so you found a school yeah, that was right school. there? Yeah, exactly. And they put me up in this amazing flat. Um, yeah, just, it was it was the best time. Like, it was so much fun. I met people from all over the world. And I mean, it's basically t- time off to study another language. I mean, so luxurious. Like, that's, how does that even happen? <laughs> um, so yes, I was there for about three, four months, I think, and I just it just kind of opened my eyes to like, oh well, this is like I want to kind of live abroad. I want to travel and do different things and just kind of connect back to sort of what's important to me and what I really enjoy doing. So I came. Italy has that effect on people. It really does, mm-hmm. and like, it is my favorite place mm-hmm. to go. Um, and I've traveled like all over Italy as well and it's like everywhere you go it's just amazing yes especially for an artist anyone who is 
yeah. has any kind of inclination towards the arts. Yeah. You know, every city is a museum. There's certainly a lot yeah. to draw. Yeah. <laughs> wherever you go, even if yeah. it's a lemon. Yeah. You know. And so or, much inspiration in general mm-hmm. I feel like is everything is it's just very um I don't know what the word is, but it just it just hits me like right in the heart, like all the food and like, all the views and the people and yeah, it is. It is just an amazing experience. Maybe because they're so emotive, and that comes through yeah, everything so, yeah. that they touch. Exactly. You know, yeah. you see their emotions in a, um, you know, a plate of pasta. Yeah. Or yeah, gelato or whatever it is. Yeah, everything has like weight to it. Everything mm-hmm. is like significant in some mm-hmm. way, and it's yeah. And for an artist, I'm sure this is just must yeah. have been incredible and the sun there of yeah. course is different from the sun in Stockholm it's very different yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, they actually have sun um, but yeah it's uh, that was like an amazing experience and I kind of took that with me coming back to Sweden and just felt like well you know I'm not in the right place I need to I'm not doing what I want to be doing I need to make some changes basically so I quit hairdressing and decided that I would actually give this art thing another go. Um, so I did a very short stint in Gothenburg at a fine art school called the Florence Academy of Art. So you were kind of in Italy. <laughs> kind of, yes, they have a school in Florence and they have one in Gothenburg. And now I think they have one in New York as well. But it's very much like very traditional, very like they, they teach you how to draw like the old masters. So you, you learn how to copy um, another piece of artwork exactly, like down mm. to the tiniest little detail. And then there's live drawing, um, half of the day is live drawing, and you work with one model, the same pose for six weeks. So it's very intense, and the days were very long. It was like 10-hour days, um, and I lived... Well, the school is like just outside Gothenburg and I was living in Gothenburg so basically I left my house at 8 in the morning and I came back at like 8, 9 at night so it was like super super intense um, but very very educational in the sense that I, I I knew that I could draw but I didn't really know how at all like what's the technique why am I good at this like what what am I actually doing and that school kind of put everything into more theoretical terms like oh, well, this is the shape that you're seeing and this is how you should be looking at it and this is kind of like the techniques you can use to see if you're close to, you know, what you're trying to draw and stuff, Um, which is really interesting. And, um, yeah, just I'm glad I did that. But also it, again, was just a very, like, very intense few months. I was there for six months, I think. Um... And it's so strict, like you're not like allowed to basically talk to anyone else or like laugh or like it's just, it's, you know, you need to be concentrated and you need to do this. And that that was just a bit too much for me. I was, but like, I want to have fun while I do this. I don't want it to just be a chore. Um, and, and then I also felt like I've, I've learned kind of what I what I wanted to get out of this. Um, to move on now then I would just stick in it to be like to become an artist to you know be someone who paints or and I did I knew that that wasn't what I wanted to do Mm -hmm. I just wanted to learn the drawing bit Um, so yeah after six months again not very patient I was like okay I'm done this is this is fine 
Um, and I was like, right, I'm ready now. Like, I feel like now I can go do some actual work, you know, being an illustrator because I know what I'm doing. Someone's told me <laughs> like that I'm doing it right. So that kind of gave me more confidence to mm-hmm. sort of take the next step. And so then it was just a matter of where I was going to be to do this. And I found um, a course, summer course in illustration that was in London. And I really didn't see myself living in London at all. I was, was going to say, it's of, not rainy London. Yeah, it's, not it's uh, the Amalfi Coast. No, I, and I'd been to London before and not liked it. <laughs> I was like, because, like, you know, when you're a tourist and you come to London, you're usually like in central London on Oxford Street and ugh, just the worst bit. I still don't like that bit. <laughs> um, so I was kind of like, oh, well, you know, but there's this course and I really want to go and see what that is. So it's like, fine, I'll just I'll do these like it was a week or two, two weeks mm-hmm. um, and then I'll go back and I'll figure something out. But like that's I just want to do this little course and then we'll see what happens. Um, and I kind of decided, like, if I'm going to do this in London, a city that I don't really like, I might as well just, you know, make the most of it. And so I've always been really into, like, food and drink. So I was like, I'll just book, like, really nice restaurants and go out to cocktail bars. And, you know, that's what I'm going to do for, for the time that I'm there and just make it nice for myself. So I did that. Um, so I did the course in the days and then in the evenings I went out. Um, did you know anyone? No, I didn't know anybody. Um... And so um, I just met so many people in the hospitality industry. So you were going to the restaurants alone? Yeah. You were going to the bars alone? Yeah. And just chatting? Yeah. Um, Which I really like to do. Like, I do that still. Like, I go out by myself because it's just nice. Like, sometimes you just want to drink and, like, have a chat with a stranger. (laughs) (laughs) You've heard it here. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. You know what I'm talking about. Um, Anyway, so, yeah, so then after that course was done... um, Were there any places you remember specifically during that time that you just had a great time? Yeah. And you didn't realize you were going to? One of the first bars I went to was Happiness Forgets um, in Hoxton. And I went there, I think, on the first night. And then... And it was really great. And I ended up, like, staying past closing and went out with the guys afterwards and it was just really really fun um but then you know I kind of went on with my week and I went to other places but then I came back um if it was like this last day or something and they were all like oh my god hi it's you you know and I was like oh my god they remember me <laughs> <laughs> it is a great feeling I mean I think no, that's why is. we all have our local bars yeah because and it is a great feeling to come yeah. in and know people yeah and um uh, yeah, so that's that's like a specific place that's always kind of close to my heart. Now, not that I go there very often anymore, but because I don't know anybody there um, now. But um, but I still like the people who were there then who've now moved on to do other things and like, you know, not even in hospitality anymore. But I still I'm in touch with them and I know them. And it's that that's really nice. It's really sweet. Um, <clears throat> but uh, yeah. So what were we saying? So, no, <laughs> <laughs> that you came, you didn't. That you didn't really think that you were gonna like London, mm. and I have a feeling that you're, this is gonna be yeah. a love story. You have now since <laughs> fallen in love. Yeah. So then oh. I was like going back home. I was like, well, that was fun. That was really fun, and I actually enjoyed the city of London, like because I stayed east as well. Um, 
so I wasn't like right in the middle of everything and it was just yeah it was just a very good experience and kind of what I felt like I was looking for was that you know nice people in a fun environment like where there's things happening and there's you know inspiration basically so yeah I just went back home packed my bags again because I had one month left on my lease for the place I was renting in Stockholm and uh, yeah booked myself a ticket to London and I, I was kind of saying to myself like okay I'll give it two months and if I don't like it then I'll figure something else out mm-hmm. and now it's been five years <laughs> almost so yeah so when okay the big question mm-hmm. when did you figure out that drawing cocktails was going to be your thing <laughs> yeah it was um it's not that long ago actually it's probably like two two three years ago now um i was kind of looking for a portfolio project to get into and i'd done different little bits um but i felt like i never really stuck to my projects because i got bored <laughs> um and i just thought like well actually if i find something that i really enjoy doing while I'm drawing that's gonna keep me doing it and uh, yeah I mean I've, I've always been going to these bars and hanging out and I was like that's what I like doing so why don't I just bring my sketchbook and start drawing what I drink um, and yeah I kind of like built it up that to be sort of one day a week on a Wednesday I'd go to a different bar and order their their prettiest drink basically I'd chat to the bartender and rather than like oh what do you like to drink it's like what do you like to what do you like it to look like um so yeah and then I started doing that and I was yeah I was good at doing it like once a week for the first couple of months was everyone at the bar like oh my god what are you doing like what are you drawing <laughs> yeah, how good, come you're drawing uh, it's it it's a good conversation what, yes. starter for sure the bars um, must have loved it. Yeah, I mean... Like, I want to have that drink. It looks so pretty. <laughs> I've got to have one of those, too. Yeah, it's um, it's been really fun. And it's, uh, yeah, definitely what's kind of built my network through the hospitality industry. Because I've met so many people doing this. I've done about 30 of them now. Um, and, uh, yeah, you know, it's it's good because people get to see what I do. And then also it's good because I kind of give them a bit of free... Free PR because I post that on my social media um, and yeah just meeting random people and um, getting into conversations about whatever but you know it's like it's a nice way to open the door for people as well to kind of come and talk to me because they're curious about what I do and you 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 had a show as well <laughs> yeah so when I had the first 20 pieces I I uh, got approached by a guy called Anthony Heatley who does PR for the drinks industry and he asked if I wanted to do a show at one of the bars that he was um, doing PR for um, and yeah of course I wanted to do that <laughs> um, so it was it's now called Nelson's Head but it used to be Fanny Nelson's and uh, so they have a basement bar that is now Horatio Street Social Club but then was just kind of a space that they had in in the pub Um, and I had yeah I had a show there um, with 
the first 20 uh, drawings and I sold all of them actually <laughs> which is very surprising but also like very cool um, and a good turnout and it was just yeah it's like a nice little confirmation that I was doing did you think good. oh my god I really after you sold them all I really touched something or yeah like actually that... you know this is something that the other people like as well like it's not just me which <laughs> is always nice um, mm -hmm. to get that kind of confirmation but yeah it's uh it's do they still have some of your things up on their walls uh they don't i had to take them all down because i sold them <laughs> oh, okay, so you have to do the next 20 <laughs> yeah exactly um but yeah um i have seen my my stuff in in some of the bars that they put them up which is quite nice i know you have to give me a list hmm? of the bars okay. and i'll have them on the on yeah. the site yeah so that everyone can find them. Well, usually it's a bartender or distiller who I'm interviewing. And mm -hmm. so I say, let's go have a drink yeah. that they make. So I guess I'm going to have to make you a drink. Does that sound good? That sounds very good. Okay. <laughs> I met Sarah hanging out in the Voyage of Buck in Edinburgh during the drinks conference Tales on Tour. If you see a woman at the bar with a cocktail in one hand and a pencil in the other, be assured it's Sarah. If you want to see copies of her drawings, a few of them are on alushlifemanual.com or will be on my Twitter and Instagram at alushlifemanual. After seeing her drawings, I know I'm ready for our cocktail of the week. Inspired by Sarah's love of Italy and her drawing for the iconic Bar Swift in London, the cocktail of the week is the Scropino, a Venetian favorite. Move over Bellini and Aperol Spritz. Summer is coming, and with that, the Scropino. Here is the recipe directly from Bar Swift, created by its owners, Bobby Hiddleston and Mia Johansson. They combine Prosecco with 10 mLs of Italicus Rosalia de Bergamotto. But this could be any spirit of your choosing, usually vodka. Then they add a scoop of lemon sorbet and garnish with lemon zest. I like mine all mixed up together, so I just give it a good stir and sip it while thinking of La Serenissima. You'll find this recipe and all the cocktails of the week on alushlifemanual.com, where you'll also find all the ingredients in our shop. If you're planning to be in London this summer, Please check out the list of my favorite summer cocktails at alushlifemanual.com. It's right on the homepage. All this drinking of Scropini has made us thirsty for Venice. So that's where we're going next. To the Hotel Eureka, we go to meet the bartender who makes way more than just the Aperol Spritz. Until next time, bottoms up. Thanks for listening to the Lush Life Podcast, the sister of a Lush Life Manual. For more information and links to everything you heard, plus a bit more, please visit alushlifemanual.com. Always remember the wise words of Oscar Wilde, all things in moderation, including moderation. And always drink responsibly. Okay, I said that last part. Theme music is by Stephen Shapiro and used with permission. Lush Life is produced by Evo Terra. 
and I'm your hostess, Susan Schwartz. I'll see you at the bar.